Time code, 21 minutes, 20 seconds. Welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And we need to be upfront with you about the circumstances that led to this episode. Because Alex and I recorded one of our patented 90-minute banger episodes. Yeah, flawless, and, pretty uh, much. Flawless, yeah. And um, it did get eaten up by uh the universe i think is the best way to put it skynet reached into my computer and pulled all my audio yes so we are re-recording this episode and we're gonna the the best way for our sanity is to come at it with a completely different approach and vibe so what we're going to do is we're going to do our movie segment. We're going to hit those movies again. But for the first time for you, the hearty second time for us. Right. And then Dude, we're just going to hang just out gonna, for a little bit. It's just going to suck. It's like, can you imagine talking to the same person about the movies you guys already had a 40-minute conversation about? Like, it's obnoxious. Now, also, we did that like two or three days ago. So this is still fresh. Now, I don't want to put a negative atmosphere into the world before we force our audience to listen to more of our podcast like huh i don't know if i want to listen to these guys talk about a movie if they're bummed to talk about it and listen i'm grateful that i can spend time with my friend and we can chat about stupid movies all the time however it is a a little disheartening when we have to do it a second time uh, I'm going to go on the record and say I did not like that voice. And I think our, I almost said readers, our listeners should also write in if they also didn't like that voice. Now, I think we should jump into it. We're going to do okay. spoilers. You know what? Yeah. I'll just, we we didn't do spoilers on the last one, but we're going to change it for this one because screw the audience, I guess. Screw, and, what about me who has to edit this in two days? Eh, we'll figure it out. So no spoilers. We, we, <laughs> we, there has never been a we. <laughs> In the editing bay. And now all of a sudden when there's a problem, we're going to say, oh, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's going to be Tuesday at 11 p.m. And I'm going to be figuring it out. No spoilers. We're doing it straight through. If you don't like it, go ahead and skip right here. Time code 21 minutes, 20 seconds. So we're not doing spoilers at all? No. Or it's full spoilers? No spoilers. What, what, at what all. should we do to make it more interesting? I think we should do no spoilers. Like we're just okay. not going to give away the end of the movie. Just straight up. Okay. So I guess <laughs> so I guess the precedent has to be we cannot talk about anything that would not have been revealed in the trailers. And I say this exclusively yeah. so we can talk about John Connor and Terminator Genesis. Okay. And also because half of Dark Fate was in the trailers yeah so terminator dark sorry terminator genesis is the fifth terminator movie came out in 2015 uh arnold returned after his one movie leave of absence everyone else got recast surprising absolutely nobody and uh um, uh amelia clark does fine nothing to write home about but she's fine she plays sarah connor by the way and then Jay Courtney and the other Clark, whose name I forget, probably Jason. like John Clark, Jason Clark. Thank you. And they're 
they're not preferred, in my opinion. It's one of those things that if you've been listening to the podcast up to this point, every time we talk, John Connor's a different person. This is no different. We are now on our fifth or sixth John Connor. Um, also, this is not a spoiler in Dark Fate, or yeah, Dark Fate. But there's a John Connor's in that movie for a very small amount of time, and it's also a new new one. So that's nice. Kyle Reese is in this movie. Jay, uh, Jay Courtney's, obviously, as Craig brought up. Also not the same Kyle Reese. So I just think continuity got thrown out the window. And every time they wanted to create another Terminator four years after they did the last one, I think they're just like, well, we didn't like them anyway. And let's go replace them. Yes. And both Genesis and Dark Fate have this problem where they want to ignore Terminators 3 and 4. And by doing so, they only make their movies more convoluted to somehow justify not acknowledging the previous movies. And so the plot for Terminator Genesis is is paper thin, garbage, trash. But the, the action is fine enough and the CG is cool. You know, it's a cool movie. But in terms of like a Terminator story, it's whatever. Yeah. And the thing is, when I was watching it, I didn't know that we were supposed to ignore everything before. So like I was trying to figure out how this all fit in. And guess what? It works. So if, you know, James Cameron was like, hey, man, ignore the earlier stuff. It doesn't matter if you do or you don't. He just says, if I wasn't involved, let's pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. And there are some kind. I think the biggest thing that I didn't like really boils down to Kyle and John because neither of them have personalities even slightly related to their original conception. Because you have Kyle Reese in Terminator 1 who is this like battle-hardened tactician. I have to do what it takes to survive. We're gonna beat this Terminator. And then in Terminator Genesis... Which is, let's be clear, supposed to be the exact same Kyle Reese at the exact same point in time. The only difference being he got swept into a different timeline instead of going back to 1984 or whatever. And this Kyle Reese is not good. (laughs) You know, everything slips past him. He doesn't feel ready for a fight. He never knows what's going on around him. And so Sarah has to keep like getting his head back in the game. And it's like, it got to the point where it's like, even if Sarah was, even if this version of Sarah Connor was not the battle hardened person that she is in this movie, if she was the Linda Hamilton, 1980s Sarah Connor, you, this version of Kyle Reese would not have been able to help her because you don't know your left and right. Yeah, I also in this movie, it makes it sound like he was this is not a mission he prepared for. He got sent in with 10 minutes notice. And then the original yeah. one, the original Terminator, it made it seem like this is his life's mission. And there's just like he was trained to that. do this. Yeah, that's not here at all. He's like, it, this felt like he was doing a favor for John Connor. And then we go to John Connor himself, someone who is supposed to be this self-righteous leader this beacon of hope in his community and then he betrays the team which just felt like jarring for his character yeah it's just like getting to like the fifth or sixth harry potter and then finding out like hermione was the bad guy yeah like yo what like sure do what you want but i'm not going to support this this doesn't seem organic so in dark fate when they're like oh yeah i know that ever happened you're like i mean i guess and by the way 
in the movies that never is explicitly said. That's never like, let's ignore this stuff. This is what we're actually taking in consideration. That never happens. You're just supposed to like figure it out. Yeah. And like I said before, it doesn't matter if you take in the other movies into consideration or not. They work together. A lot th- of it has to do with like Sarah Connor dying after Terminator 2, right? Because in Terminator 3, they're like six months after Judgment Day was supposed to happen, Sarah Connor died of a disease or whatever in Mexico. Oh, yeah. And she then, had like you cancer. Know, and then in Dark Fate, you know, she's in her late 60s. Yeah, I mean, you could always just chalk it up to alternate timeline, which is what Genesis did. Yeah, Genesis gave this franchise the authority to just do whatever it wants and call it an alternate timeline. Yeah, they did multiverse before anybody else did. And once that got introduced, everything can be canon. It doesn't matter anymore. And so Genesis is, it's a weird watch. But it's not a bad watch. It's my favorite one of all of them because the time travel happens more than once, which is the first movie that happens. It happens going backwards, going forwards. It's all over the place. It's freaking gangster. Um, And I'm a sucker for time travel movies. And this one just made that more of a plot device, which was very cool. So, yeah, and the action is very polished. Uh, the Like I said, the CG is fun to watch. Um. I mean, these movies are getting more and more watchable as you go through. So this is like the gap between four and five is night and day. This movie is very watchable. And the relationship that Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator has with Sarah Connor is very akin to the relationship that he has with John Connor in Terminator 2, which was an aspect of that movie I really liked. So seeing them do it again, but with Sarah herself was... Like, it added a good element to this movie. Yeah. Um, this, without getting too spoilery, it's nothing like Dark Fate, Sarah Connor, and that Terminator. They hate yeah. each other's guts. Actually, Sarah hates his guts. Yeah. Um, But here's the thing, bro. This movie is... Wa- Genesis is watchable. It makes sense for the most part. Now, granted, the first 40 minutes, you're going to be super confused. Because you're going to think, why am I just going to watch the first Terminator all over again? Yeah, sure feels like it. But then you find <laughs> out it's an alternate universe. And you're like, okay, I guess I can co-sign this. And then it turns into a really good movie. However, we are trying to start stop at Judgment Day again. You know, we're going to try and stop Skynet again. It gets obnoxious. Um, but it, 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 like I said, it is still my favorite movie. That doesn't mean it's a great movie. It just means that of the six, this is what I would prefer to watch again. And I do need to make sure that we do bring up how inconsequential Matt Smith was to this movie. Forgot he was in the movie. This was Matt Smith's first credit after Doctor Who. And I went into this movie knowing he was in it and then not recognizing him and missing his character. Because he has a total of, what would you say, 45 seconds of screen time? Something like that. You see him once in the beginning, you forget he's in the movie, and then he comes up again at the end, and you're like, oh, yeah. What he is he doing He comes up at here? the end, let's be clear, as a hologram. So he's even less recognizable. Bro, I'm going to bet he barely got a paycheck from this movie. Another cool thing is, at this point, Arnold Schwarzenegger's starting to get old. Yeah. And they incorporate that into this movie, so they didn't have to use a bunch of anti-aging CGI. Yeah. It just made him old, which was very cool. Um, And this is the first time they bring up that Terminator's age, because it was one of those things that we always knew. Like, hey, eventually this guy has to age, and they have to tell us something about it. Like, we don't care what you tell us. Just tell us something. 
And this time they were finally like, it's because, you know, the skin is real skin. So the body isn't aging, but the skin is. Don't worry. That's all I have to say about this movie. Um, I think I want to give it a flat seven, maybe like wow, a six point seven five. Last time you gave it a six and a half. Well, my and patience that was three is, days ago. <laughs> listen, my brain is a carnival, and everyone in there is a clown. So take take what you can get. All right. So, do you plan on giving your rating, or are we just gonna sit um, here for a second? This is my favorite movie. I'm giving it a seven point seven five. It's the highest rated one. Um. The next closest is Terminator 2, like everybody, which would be, as I think we just said it was a 7.25. So this is my favorite. It's The time travel makes it cool. The characters are okay, um, but it just has cool plot devices. And then Terminator Dark Fate is a movie, period, end of sentence. It's just, it's a movie. Straight up, nothing special on it, dude. It's just a movie. Do not watch the trailers. Now, if you're thinking, well, Alex, why didn't you tell me that four years ago when this movie came out? Sorry, man, because this movie was spoiled to me from the trailers. It was spoiled to Macy from the trailers. We knew every major plot point. There was no surprises whatsoever. Like, it's nice to, for me, it's nice to see Linda Hamilton be Sarah Connor again. You know, it's been three movies since we've seen that. However... This version of Sarah Connor sucks a little bit. Yeah. Not a fan of this Sarah Connor. 100%. Because she's rude, I guess. is To everyone, I, I too. Also, to the point where like you kind of are thinking, like, why did we need her in this movie? Was it to get because, butts and seats? Yes. I, because she is given a character motivation that justifies her rudeness. Uh, and, and so I don't want to take that away from the character. However... Her kind of mission in this movie is to protect a girl from a Terminator who, because she sees herself in that person. Right. You know, she's also young... like a certified Terminator killer because she's been getting coordinates of Terminators coming back from the future and she just kills them. That's her job. And it's and obnoxious. So she sees, so there's this girl on the run from a Terminator with someone from the future protecting her. And Sarah's like, well, I've seen that one before. Yeah, this sounds a lot like the first movie. So I'm going to help. She volunteers her services. And even after volunteering her services, she is still insufferable to be around. Right. She's. It felt very much like, I have to protect you. I don't want to protect you. And I get that character choice. It's a valid character choice. It's just not fun to watch. Yeah. Especially for a person like me who didn't like her in the first place. Okay, so how do we feel about the actual Terminators coming back? So you have the one that protects her, a yeah. like cyborg-esque character, used to be a real person. Augmented human is the term they use. Anyways, then a Terminator comes back who can separate from their exoskeleton and become goop if they wanted to. And now we have two things that can kill you. That was cool the first two times they did it. And after that, I'm like, okay, it's we're fighting two Terminators, I guess. And it's one of those things that it kind of has like the Power Ranger dilemma which is, if you could make the monster grow from the first time, why didn't you just start with the grown monster? And Terminator is like, well, if you could separate into two Terminators, how come when you're only fighting one of them, you don't separate into two Terminators? Right. You have a distinct advantage that you are not always using. Yeah, it, and they don't really explain, because they don't, they don't seem more powerful when they're combined. Yeah. So it's kind of pointless. Also, there is a lot of Terminator fights in this. Like, might yeah. be too much. They interact all the time. They're always fighting. This is like 
one long chase movie, which I guess is what Terminator is in the first place, but it felt like long. Yes, I agree. And so this is one of those movies where because the chasing takes up so much of the movie, when they do something that's not chasing, you're like, oh, we must be reaching the end of the movie and there's 30 minutes left. Yeah, and then that's not the case. Um, not the case at all. And that's fr- extremely frustrating. Also, um, they, there is this, no, that's a spoiler. Listen, bro, you're not going to watch this movie for Arnold. You're not going to. Also, this movie was supposed to be the beginning of a trilogy, which Arnold, by the way, was way too old to sign off to on. To commit to. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Now, granted, he is alive long enough that he could have probably fulfilled at least a second movie. However, both this movie and Genesis bombed so hard, it's they're done. It's and also, this movie didn't feel like it was written to do a trilogy. Yeah, it felt like, oh, this is the end. There's like some goodbyes in this. I'm like, okay, I I guess this is it. And so this movie is fine. You know, it's uh, what we said in in the delete or in the lost episode. And I'll say it again, which is in a perfect world, we would get one more Terminator movie that knows it's ending the franchise. Right. And it would make everything in the previous movies make sense. Now, that doesn't happen often, but certain people have done it before. James Bond has done that. It's like, let me touch on elements of each movie to make it all seem like I did this on purpose. And if we need Linda Hamilton, Sarah, to meet up with Amelia Clark's Sarah, to meet up with, uh, you know, the adventures of Sarah Connor's Sarah, whose name I don't know because I didn't watch the adventures of Sarah Yeah, dude, who's watching the Terminator TV show? Yeah, it's like that. Spider-Man did it with his Sorry, sorry. Movie. Sarah Connor Chronicles. That's very important that Good I get the know. name of that TV show. I mean, show right. everyone's doing it now. Spider-Man did it. Um, what's the other movie that I referenced? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange did it. That's not a Marvel movie. Uh, Fast and Furious. We threw Tokyo Drift out and said that's not one of us, and then we brought it back in for the latest movie. So it can be done. I wish it would have been done for this movie, or at least they'd make one more movie to be like, all right, let me just say all of it's canon, and here's how it fit into the grand plan. And good Hollywood writers could make that happen. I think they're just so worried that something's going to bomb that they're not going to make it. Hey, they're still making Fast and Furious and Transformers movies. It's not going to bomb. Just don't put $200 million into it. Make it like 120 and you'll still make money or at least break even. And at the very least, give us closure and that'll be fine. So make it happen. Um, Arnold hasn't made money from politics in a while. And I don't see him doing too many more movies like what's the Invincible movie he does with like Expendables. 17 other dudes. Expendables. He's not doing any of those anymore. He's got nothing else to do. I think they should just full send, dude. What's that movie he's in? Chooses the exact antonym of the word he was looking for. What? I, you just said it. What is it again? Expendables. Expendables. I and you said Invincibles. Invincibles. <laughs> you know, dude, that's what they were going for. So... It's just one of those things. He's got nothing better to do. I think it'd be cool. I think the hardest, I think every one of the characters who've been in this movie would sign off on it. I think the issue would be that a lot of people got more famous, so they cost more money, and there's no way James Cameron's going to sign off on that level. What's the the selling point for what what brings people in, even after so many bad Terminator movies, is how much Arnold himself loves these movies. Like, you can tell the way he like interacts with Terminator stuff online, what he said about Terminator stuff is like, no matter how bad the movie is, he loves being the Terminator. So he does it. Um, Listen, dude, 
from Conan, which was one of the worst movies we've ever watched on the podcast, if not the worst one. This is amazing. This is his dream role. Also, this is like this was like a make or break for his life. He was famous yes. before this, but this made him a legend. So he should just do it. I think it'd be fire. I think a lot of people would see it also. There's a lot of people who just like the first and second Terminator. They think the other ones suck. Just call this like the end of the saga as a tagline or something. You know, the final whatever. Give us closure. And I think enough people would see it that you wouldn't lose money. Yeah. I mean, the movie's okay. If you're cool with recasting a brand new Terminator because it happens every movie, the Terminator dies. So in this one, you're starting with a new one. And then you just uh, go through the whole movie and it ends how every Terminator movie ends. So Yeah, it's really no big deal. You just got to say it's the last one. Yeah, and here we are talking about the end of our franchise series. And uh, this last movie was lackluster. It's uh, just yeah. another Terminator movie. This one's like a flat six. Like, it's not bad. Like, there are fun action sequences and cool things about it. But, like, you know, it's it's a almost everything a flat six has to offer yeah and i'm gonna give it a 5.75 just to be difficult sure it's of just course. whatever i wish it would have ended better and there's nothing we can do about it we're just lowly podcasters do you want to talk about literally anything else let's talk about literally anything else so Craig, I gotta get, I gotta get your take on something. Okay. You let's say you run into a celebrity. I let's just say Brian Cranston. Sure. Great actor. Yes. Have you thought through? Here's how I'm gonna react when I meet celebrities. I... Oh, by the way, audience, we're done with the movie segment. This is us literally talking about anything else. It's gonna be like <laughs> this for the rest of the podcast. So yeah. Sit back and Buckle relax. in for another 30 minutes. Um, I, I mean, I really want to, I like to imagine that I would be one of those people that lets celebrities just be a normal person. Mm-hmm. So I, I would try really hard not to like gush at, at, at I'd want to talk to him if we're in an already social interaction and we're just chatting, I would probably bring up a compliment at the end of the interaction um, and okay. just kind of keep it normal up until then. But if I like bump into him on the street or whatever, then like I'm not going to say anything. I'm I'm one of those guys. I just want to look you in the eye and be like, I know that you know that I know that I'm obsessed with you. You know? Yeah. Also, I think it. I don't know if this is a funny bit or not, but like I want to compliment celebrities on the most niche thing they've done or like the thing that I know they do not get compliments on. Yeah, that's fair. I think you run the, it has to be a project though. Cause um, I've heard it happening a couple of times, especially like podcasters who like have talked about million. Dude, this has literally happened to me where someone would bring up a segment we did last year. We're talking like episode 25 and be like, dude, what you said on the podcast was hilarious. I'm like, well, you're going to need to be more specific. And then they'll yep, say, yeah. well, there's this middle segment and you gave this, would you rather great? Would you rather? I won't remember what they're talking <laughs> about or they'll bring up yeah, a so- one hit that they should like, Oh, you guys should do that again. I'm like, thanks man. I don't remember doing it. <laughs> like if I walk up to Brian Cranston and I'm like, Oh my God, I loved you in Madagascar three totally sold that movie for me. Like that, that's the kind of energy. If yeah. not, calm and collected then that's the bit i do right i i would be i'm too worried about running bits because a lot of the most celebrities i'd be interested in meeting are comedians which i'm not running bits with the pros <laughs> i'm gonna go up fist bump them say hey man 
I'm really familiar with your stuff, I, and I love your work. Can't wait to see you live. And I'm moving just, on. Actually, if I'm being honest, I would pr- if I was talking to specifically Brian Cranston, I would bring up his book just because his book is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, I don't know. And, okay, let's uh, just my interaction with celebrities is I don't like elevating people. Period. I don't like making people. Th- I don't. I don't walk around life thinking certain people are better than me. Now, is that true? No. There are a lot of people that are better than me, okay? But in my head, I don't want to give this person the feeling that I worship them or that they're amazing and better than me. So I don't want to get in a situation where I'm losing my mind because that would make me feel less than. So if I can treat them as normal as humanly possible while also congratulating the work, I'm going to try and do that. So right now, I'm trying to think of like a guy. It, I mean, it used to be Will Smith. Um, but now let's say I run into Denzel Washington. I He gets gushed over all the time because he's freaking Denzel Washington. That'd probably be like, hey, man, I'm sure you get this all the time, but your movies are incredible. You're an amazing actor and you've inspired a lot of people. I'm glad I got to Not run into Not me, though. <laughs> I, no, I just, it's just, I don't need to say me because there are other, he's inspired other people more than me. And I just be like, I love what you do and I'm glad I got to run into you. Fist bump. And I'm out of there. Just keep it quick. Um, also, the amount of people that are walking around saying, hey, you're my favorite ex. It doesn't seem legit, right? Like you run into you run into Brian Cranston. You're like, oh my gosh, you're my favorite actor. And you, and by the way, you also can't say you're one of my favorite actors. Because that feels weird too. Like, hey, just lie. You know? Just say I'm your favorite. <laughs> so like, just don't even bring it up. I, I have a weird thing with celebrities. And, it, and I think it's because celebrity in itself is weird. Being famous and recognized by people you don't know and they know a lot about you is very weird. And this is a lot of dissection from, okay, let's talk the graph of um, where one axis is amount of time put into thinking about how you interact with a celebrity and the other axis of likelihood of running into a celebrity is a perfect inverse line. Yeah, because. 100%. People that live in like New York and LA and Georgia and like places where you run into places, run into celebrities, like they're just like, they don't think about it. Yeah, they don't think about it because it's a very common occurrence. Like people will be like, oh yeah, Chris Evans frequents my Starbucks in LA and that's just a part of their life and they don't make a big deal out of it because it's part of their life. And then, you know, you have us who are two people from the Midwest who like does not have that same experience. Like we get very in our heads about like, what would I do if I met a celebrity? But at the end of the day, that's why I don't put too much stock into it. Like if I put my foot in my mouth in front of a celebrity, then like whatever. I mean, everybody does it. You're not special. They won't remember you. Worst case scenario. You are a nameless story on someone's podcast. And like you chances are, you might not you're probably not gonna listen to it right it, i don't know man um do you believe in like manifesting because like now that we've talked about it we are more likely to run into people um i don't know there's something to be said about this spiritual side of manifestation and it's something that i have thought about and i've discussed with the spiritual people in my life i personally don't have the discipline to purposefully manifest anything into my life Uh, but in terms of like accidental manifestation i think that's more a circumstance of you were thinking about it recently so you were more likely to recognize it gotcha 
Kind of like mm -hmm. once you like if you buy a new car and all of a sudden you see that same car on the road everywhere. It's only because now that kind of car is familiar in your life. Okay, so there is a strong position out there. I don't know if I believe it or not, but a lot of people say that if you buy guns, you are manifesting violence. Like it's not like you're looking for problems, but problems will just happen to find you now. What do you think about like that kind of thing? Or like a person who's like, um, I don't know. I mean, I, here's what I'll say. Here's what yeah. I'll say in terms of this is I very do. I, I very strongly believe in like the thought process of to like, because there is a kind of person now that now that they are prepared for danger, they will go look for danger. People want to be a hero, dude. Um, the, the phrase that I think of is like to a hammer, every problem is a nail. Right. And so I think that is a very similar thought process of once you are familiar with one way of problem solving, once you have a problem, you now go to the solution that you are most familiar within proximity to, etc. Right. I get that. That's fair. So Craig, um, yeah, what you got, what you got? Did you, did you want to say anything else? No. I'm not on that topic. Um, I'm just freaking free balling, bro. This is like how my brain yeah, works. Yeah. Um, no. So I've been thinking about working out, right? I okay. want to get in good shape. And then I realized, what is body dysmorphia? Because I'm healthy right now, right? I would, I, I am pretty healthy. To a, uh, Here's the tricky part. To a normal American, I'm healthy. I'm not the healthiest, right? Okay. So I'm going to say a lot of our concept of healthy is so skewed because of what we are told healthy is supposed to be like by sources that probably shouldn't be telling us what healthy is supposed to be like, because yeah. healthy is not jacked. Healthy right. is not, you know, Captain America, you know, healthy is making sure you breathe. Okay. When you move, you know, not necessarily like, being able to stand up okay. You know, there are there are different goalposts for healthy. And so it's one of those things where you can always be healthier. So to put a definitive line on like this is healthy and everything past that is the bound of healthy and anything below that is a bound of unhealthy is a very black and white situation where I think health is such a person to person uh, ex experience that, you know, only one person and probably their doctor can really understand. It's uh, to put such definitive labels on that is uh, hurtful in the long run. What I'm saying for me is I know like when I eat, quote unquote, well, everyone knows what healthy foods are. There's there's yeah. foods you eat to get strong. So like that might be they might be healthy, but you would do that in excess. And then everyone knows what unhealthy foods are. I know that when I have a pretty good mix of both, I hit around a certain body weight. I can achieve a certain metal, a certain amount of physical fitness. My body weight has been changing recently, which means I've deviated from what my body naturally wants to do, which I'm saying is unhealthy. It's like my body had homeostasis and I decided to mess it up. <laughs> Almost went off the rails there. Um, so I want to get at least back to where I was, you know, so I don't need to be going crazy. But here's where the dysmorphia comes in. It's one of those things that goes, well, if you're going to get healthy, why not be Captain America? You know, it's like, well, if you're going to be healthier, why not be healthiest? Because then it's like, 
who doesn't want, I mean, obviously there are people who don't, but it's one of those people like, if I had to choose between looking like myself and looking like Captain America, I'm going to choose Captain America. So why not? You know, I'm like, it'd be cool to run a marathon. It'd be cool to go to the gym again. But then another part of me goes, for what, dude? You're not in the Marine Corps anymore. Are you trying to fight people? Like, are you going to be the guy who wakes up at five o'clock in the morning and pisses excellence? It's like, are you going to be that guy now? So I'm going back and forth between like, I think it would be cool. And for what, you know, because some at the end of the day, I think I just want to look good naked. And I think about this subject kind of frequently where every time I think like, what would it take for me to look like I did in high school? And the answer to that is I would have to go through a process that would make me miserable. Right. Because like I find exercise incredibly tedious and boring. And even when I did, even when I had ways to make it more fun, you know, when I went to the gym, I made sure that I had a good podcast or like something to actually to entertain my brain. And then when that didn't work, I tried different styles of exercises and that just didn't keep me like engaged enough. Right. And then on top of that, you know, there's the dietary restrictions, which I th- I just think of like I look at the things that people who are jacked and what they eat and how like strict they have to be it's like i eat like 10 pounds of grilled chicken a day and that's it i'm like my guy what no thank you yeah but i think at the same time right there's the optimistic part of my brain goes you would get used to it because you i think you would i think anybody there is a there's a level of doing it long enough that you just get used to it like i i can get used to going to bed at midnight and waking up at 4 30 in the morning it's gonna suck for about two weeks. And then I'm going to not set my alarm and my body's going to wake me up then naturally. Until until I die for, prematurely. Yeah, until you, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, until you do it for six months and your body just crashes. Right. But that's like an unhealthy behavior. I think as far as of enjoying it, I could convince myself that running four times a week, going to the gym twice a week and eating nothing but rice, broccoli and chicken breasts. I think I would get to a point where I'm enjoying it. Now, would that be good for me? Probably not, but I think I could, as far as pleasure goes, I could convince myself that this is not that bad. And I think I could, my brain would start thinking, Hey man, this isn't that bad until, you know, I had a pizza and be like, what was I doing? Well, and I have experience in terms of the, you know, it's not that bad, you know, just get used to it. We have to do this. This is how it is. Mm -hmm. And I, and I can do that for like about three months. And then I go into, uh, checks notes, the worst depression I've ever seen in my life. So, (laughs) (laughs) so listen, if you want to test your boundaries and your limits, see how long you can go eating nothing but broccoli, rice and grilled chicken, (laughs) then by all means, I will be there to help pull you out with a, with a pizza when you need it. Yeah. I just like, just be, just know what's on the other side. I want, I do want you to know how it can go wrong before it happens. It can also go right. We can, maybe we do this and we find out this was the part of your brain that has been missing for the last 25 years. Right. And, and there's also a part of me. This is the not good. This is not good part, but it would be cool. Do you know, like those people who are like, okay, so you have a teacher, right? That goes, if you don't do your homework, you're going to be a failure, right? 
and then you don't do your homework and now you have a better job than them. I'm not saying there's a better job than teachers, but like, let's just say you're doing well, right? There's a part of me that goes, all these people are posting on Instagram saying, you do this, you do this, you do this, you might look like me. If you can look better than them, you can just be like, hey man, it just gives you the authority to just call BS on stuff. And now is that a good motivator? Eh, probably not. That's what? Spite isn't a good motivator. <laughs> right. I just want to be a bully to the people who bullied me. I mean, maybe, you know, I like there's a, there's a certain like virtual signaling, right? Where you can go after people who are virtual signaling because you are now more virtuous than them. <laughs> and now but and this gets super dicey when dealing with like body image, because everyone who's posting on Instagram about their body is dealing with body image. Everybody, bro. You have a relationship with it, especially if you're like wanting to show other people. It might be a good relationship. It might be a healthy relationship. It might be a way for you to deal with your own body image. But everyone's got something going on. That being said, I also don't post on social media. This is me just like trying to figure out if I need help. <laughs> yeah. So in general, and this is something you learn about Alex within two weeks of being his friend, which is sometimes he just needs to say words before he knows if he believes them or not. Yeah. And it has been 20 minutes of that so far where yeah. we're going to check back in in 45 minutes and i'm gonna be like hey alex how do you feel about that and he's gonna think about it for about 15 seconds and say you know what i've changed my opinion on pretty much everything i've said right because I'm, I'm like one of those guys who realize the kind of guy you would be once you hear yourself saying it you know what i mean yeah like do you think the nazis were like man we sound pretty hateful uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> like i wish we would have talked this out because this does sound pretty bad when you put it like that like if you have to defend all of your ideologies with well when you put it like that mm -hmm. then maybe things need to be reevaluated right i just i have to i have to say it out loud i'll hear myself say it and be like oh no i don't want to be the guy who says stuff like that you know it's like when you um i'm the, also the person who has no idea what they look like until they see a picture of themselves and goes Oh, that's not what I thought I looked like in my head. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat where I'll be like, especially when I kind of let my guard down. Like if mm -hmm. I've been with some friends and I'm having a nice time and someone takes a picture of us and then I look at that photo and I'm like, I've been looking like that all night. Right. I looked like that all night and no one told me. And also it's not like it's one of those things where like, I don't know what they would tell me, but it, yeah. it should have been just like, hey, go look in the mirror. Just to make sure, you know, I don't know. <laughs> this is all meaningless, whatever. I have some one. Uh, would you rather that we can go through if you want? Okay, sure. So I'm good at coming up with these, bro. Like I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm purposely tuning my own horn. I've it is hard for other people to come up with something relatively challenging in a short amount of time because the mark of a good would you rather is how much time you have to think about it. If you say, yeah. would you rather fight a bear in the water or a shark on land? Everyone's going to say, yo, Baron Water, what are you talking about, right? That's a Wait, bad what? would you rather. What? No, I don't think you're right. Are you kidding me? Would you rather fight a bear in water or a shark on land? Yeah, just give the shark like two minutes and it'll suffocate. That's what I'm saying. Everyone. Oh, I know what you mean. Okay. I said <laughs> definitely the bear. Yeah. The, definitely the bear would be worse. Absolutely yeah. don't do that. So that's the mark of a bad would you rather. I got five of them that I came up with. All five within the span of 10 minutes. We're going to just okay. see how good I did and see if these are any good. Would you rather getting a screaming match with one stranger every time you go to the grocery shopping, grocery store, or get in a street fight once a year? 
Okay, so let's break this down. All right. So the screaming match, pure, not physical at all. But we're doing, we're swearing, we're calling each other out, we're screaming, losing your mind every time you go to the grocery store. So here, here's the main factors in terms of that. One, I can get groceries delivered. And you're gonna do but, it with the guy who delivers them. Um, contact so just re- delivery, my guy. But the the downside is it's going to cost me ten more dollars every time I do that. Right. And so it, it would also have to come down to like, are other people getting involved? Are people trying to break us up? Do employees have to break us up, or are they kind of just like they have to do this for ninety seconds and then we're going to get out of it? I think the problem is the they have to do this for ninety seconds. The kind of person who's going to think like that is a person who's seen you do this multiple times. You're probably going to get kicked out of the store. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, here comes Craig. Every other Tuesday, he goes grocery shopping and screams at one of our patrons. We're we're going to have to ban him from the store. Okay. Or a straight up street fight, bro. But a straight up street fight. Because there are no rules on the street. And I don't know if I'll survive that. I'll, I will guarantee your survival. And I'll guarantee you oh, didn't kill the other person. Okay. But I mean, it could just be a punch in the face and you get knocked out immediately however okay i mean you have to hope somebody catches you on the way down or it could be one of those we're trading blows over and over again we start wrestling someone gets suplexed it could be bad dude listen once a year maybe that's my motivation to start working out (laughs) (laughs) just like and the problem is i think and it's every calendar year obviously yeah so you could have it on december 31st and january 1st and be like man we're good you and i had the exact same thought process which was Whenever somebody says once a year, it implies that it's at random, which means you can go as few as two days or as many as one year and 364 days before your next fight. Right. And I think it'd be one of those things that you you just go to an MMA gym and just like train for a fight you know you have to have. You just don't know what it is. I don't know, man. And it'd be one of those things that you'd constantly de-escalate, de-escalate because you'd be like, this can't be my street fight for the year. This can't be it. And then one of these days, some guy's just going to. And then there's going to be something you just can't de-escalate. Be like, hey, were you talking to my girl? I'll be like, in my defense, dude, I don't know who your girl is. And then that's going to be like a whole thing. And then this guy could be huge. I don't know, man. And you also have to hope that no weapons get involved, no broken bottles or anything like that. Because it would suck. I'm leaning towards screaming match. Because I think an MMA, I think the difference between like a screaming match and the police possibly, I mean, police could get called for both, but one of them's like disturbing the peace and the other one's assault and battery. Unless it was self-defense, you might be able to get away with it. Yeah, but... Also, you, you don't willing, want to be that friend you, who's like, hey, Craig got in a fight this year. And also, again. are you going to take that risk on if the cops are going to peacefully de-escalate a street fight? Me, Alex Good? No. But you could. <laughs> I think me, uh, Alex Good, being the guy who's probably going to get in a fight with, knowing who I'm around, a white dude, it's probably not a good call for me. Um, So and, I'm leaning towards screaming match. And also... How often are you going to the grocery store? I don't grocery shop. I, I yeah. go with Macy probably once a month. Yeah. <laughs> and so. And Macy's she, by the way, once this starts happening, I'm not going any of the time. So Macy's just in the checkout line where you're off in like the baby supplies. And he's and Macy's just like, sorry, he does this. I'm sorry. Also, street fight. It sounds one of them is avoidable. You can just avoid grocery stores, avoid interaction with delivery of groceries just avoiding it street fight once a year is unavoidable if you don't go outside guess you're having a street fight with one of your kids <laughs> so yeah i guess the groceries when you put it like that 
Okay, I'm, I'm leaning towards that too. Here's another one. Fire, by the way. Would you rather your car breaks down every thousand miles? This could be anything from a flat tire to brakes going out. Something's going down every thousand miles. And you know it's going to happen because it's a thousand miles. Or you never know how much gas is in your tank. You just fill it up. You might only go a couple miles. You never know. So it's not that I can't keep track of how much is in my gas tank. It's I put I fill my gas tank up and some magical leprechaun inside messes with the chemical composition and like, ooh, this time we're only going for 14 miles. Right. Okay. It just it's just a mystery. You just roll the dice and you don't get to see what the result is and that's how much gas you have in your tank. You know what? I'm without a doubt, I'm going to say that one because I can carry like a jerry can with me. And then you're going to put your five gallon in there and you might go super far or not far at all. Yeah. It'll be enough I to guess, get you to the gas station and yeah. fill them up again. And I don't travel far enough frequently to like worry about that. It would suck on road trips. Might have to have someone else drive. Right. Uh, hey, maybe someone's going on our vacation with us, Alex, because he needs to drive. I'm but... leaning, The thing is, is I'm leaning towards every thousand miles. Because when I get to 995, I'm like, I'm going to drive to the shop and I'm just going to do laps around the parking lot, hit a thousand, and then I guess we'll see what breaks. Yeah, but man, <laughs> if my engine explodes in the auto shop, my engine is still exploding. And it is a consequence that I will have to deal with. Uh, do you know what I'll do? Is I'll take it at 999, have them service anything. I'll be like, did you catch anything? They'll be like, no. I'll drive it off, go one mile down the road and be like, well, you guys missed something. <laughs> and then I'll get a free car, so however that works. Oh, yeah, sure. And I'll do that every thousand miles. Somewhere Saul Goodman's ears just poked up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go I'll go 1,000, but you can stick with the gas in your tank if you want. Yeah. Guess. Um, would you rather One have more? to, yeah, sure. Would you rather have to memorize people's birthdays, including the year in order to talk to them? So just be like, Hey, John, uh, March 31st, 1992. How are you doing? You have to memorize every single person's or in order to talk to them, you have to get slapped in the face. I work a customer service job <laughs> where I can talk to <laughs> up to a thousand people a day, sometimes more. So both answers are bad. They're straight up. One of them is impossible. And the impossible. other one is very difficult. I mean, Unle you have to put it on the, everyone has to get name tags. Unless name, it's birthday. like one of those things where I don't need to ask the information. It's just kind of like hovering above their head, like in free guy. No, and it'd be one of those things that you'd have to, your first conversation would be like, hey, I'm Alex. I need you to tell me your birthday so this can work out. And the only words you will hear are their birthday. And once you hear it and you say it back to them, and you then you can talk. Do I need to convince them to tell me their birthday? No, you can just be like, hey, I can't talk to you unless it's a birthday. If they say anything, you won't hear anything coming out of their mouth unless it's their birthday. And then once you say your birthday back to them, suddenly they're unmuted. Both of these are impossible. <laughs> A cop rolls up to your window. Excuse me, sir. License registration. You just don't say a word because you have you just have to guess what they said. Or be like, excuse me, officer. I need you to slap me in the face in order for this to work. And then they're like, yeah, let me turn my body cam off real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cuts to me on the curb getting the crap beat out of me by a cop. <laughs> he told me to. Dude, I I'm guess... Both of these are bad. <laughs> They're both rough, dude. I'm going to say, I think I'm going to have to do the birthday one. 
Me too. Just because there are so many strangers that I have to, that anyone has to deal with on a day to day basis. And I would rather just be find a weirdo who asks excuse, out for people's birthday. Yeah. Than the person, because some people are going to be like, they'll just like la- lightly tap you on the cheek. And then there are other people where they're going to see this as an opportunity. Every 14 year old ever. And hey, this quite guy, frankly, mom, he said so. And quite frankly, I don't know if I couldn't return the slap most of the time. <laughs> if someone puts in genuine effort, hey, guess what? I might have to hit back. Yeah, the birthdays make it really nice for a person who interacts with the people they know all the time. Because they would just say, oh, Craig's quirky. He's just going to say your birthday and then it'll be a normal conversation. The slap makes the most sense for strangers because you, you'll you be able to talk to whoever you want. But and you just I, get Alex, I don't face. think you understand how many strangers are going <laughs> to absolutely let loose. Oh, you just get into just a job. Just because they can. Just go to a position where like, oh, just checking tickets yeah. you look at their ticket you tell them oh you can't talk to them i you can't just, tell them anything just, point. <laughs> just look at their ticket and be like thumbs up thumbs down and then point to the theater they're going to or just work in the back just yeah be like, uh, i'm working in the back today i'm not talking to anybody or you get one slap go around the kitchen get slapped by everybody be like all right we're on we're here for a normal day now <laughs> oh man that's awful yeah that's pretty rough and, anyway have you been watching anything in the last few days Dude, I'm going ham on Archer. I just finished season three. It's so good. Oh, we also just finished season 14 of Survivor. Okay. Um, Let me tell you, dude. Here's the general premise of Survivor. We've talked about this before. But you go through all these days, people systematically get voted out by each other. But at the very end, there's a group of people called the jury who are the most recent, like six or seven people who got voted out. Then they get Which, to vote. Which, let's be clear, is not very well explained if this is your first time watching the show. Right. You're just thinking, <laughs> oh, then I guess I'll just keep going, going, going until it gets to the final two. And then whoever wins the immunity wins. No, it goes down to the final two. And then the last six or seven people get to vote on who they deserve it more. Yeah, this the one, same thing happens on Big Brother. Right. Season 14, they have the most vindictive jury I've ever seen. To the point where I'm like, well, if I'm on the show, I'm saying screw the million dollars. When they light into me, I'm lighting back at them. Everyone <laughs> forgets the game is to lie, cheat, and steal. Because everyone's coming for these people's integrity. Be like, well, you lied to me. You said you're going to play this game of integrity of integrity you said you're a christian how many times did you lie and the whole time i'm thinking bro it's a game man it might be for a million (laughs) dollars but you're on tv and it's a game do you think everyone in your hometown is gonna like you lighting up this dude for lying for playing the game another person's like if i learned anything about this game it's how greedy you are and the guy's like we're all paying or trying to play for a million dollars like what are you talking about like what makes me more greedy than you the fact that I'm no one's winning? here for the love of the sport. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm here because I love camping. Like, what are you talking about? So at the end of this season, I'm like, you know what? I hope none of you, all of you in the jury, I hope this has affected your lives when you go back home. I hope people watch this said, oh, you are so mean to the winners that we can't have you working here because maybe two of the seven were good people. Every, I'll say three. More than half were ruthless, bro. It was bad. And I'm like, screw you all. You're not winning. You're just being mean for the sake of being mean. So in terms of reality shows, yes. um, my personal favorite just got more episodes added to Netflix. I talked about The Mole, I think, back in January. Oh, yeah, with good old Anderson Cooper. And so 
seasons three and four are celebrity the mole and anderson cooper is no longer the host it's a a host i do not recognize and but let's be clear whenever they do a celebrity reality show it's always c-listers or lower people you recognize kind of and this season of television was made in 2003 so so you don't know anybody is so there are seven contestants and i know two of them one of them is the dad from psych corbin bernstein okay and then the second one is kathy griffith oh wow and this show season three spends absolutely no time setting up the season it's like You've watched the show before. You understand the concept of celebrities. They're just going into the games right away. And I'm like, yeah. uh, 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 okay. Okay. If you insist show, um, it's seasons one and two are absolutely like prime. You know, it's the best of the show, mm-hmm. but I, it's, it, the mold is just one of those shows where even if it's bad, I'm going to eat it up. That's fair, dude. I mean, it seems fire. I'm getting burnt out from survivor. Um, but a lot of it just depends on how much I like the characters. Like if all my favorite people get voted out in the first half, the last half is going to suck. And in this one, you need to kind of like watch them all pretty fast because we took a pretty big break and I had to come in and pretending to still care about these people I haven't watched for like 10 days. And then all my favorite people turned out to be huge douchebags in the end. So that was nice. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I think, do you think you can watch how many seasons of the mole are there? Four. Oh dude. All day. Yeah. You could do that for all sure. Day. Definitely. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, and then I also watched this movie called Bell. It's mm-hmm. an anime movie that I was super excited to see, but it did not come to our theater, so I wasn't able to watch it when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it's this movie about this girl who loses the confidence to sing after the death of her mother, and then, you know, 12 years later or whatever, there's this vr you know space that comes out that's just kind of like this like second world almost there's it's kind of difficult to explain where Mm -hmm. the concept of this vr space is to have a different identity and it's sold as pursue the life that you can't in real life and so when she joins this vr space she has the confidence to sing again it's um about how people in the real world aren't necessarily who they represent in the vr space and vice versa it's kind of like a beauty and the beast type story where like someone is misunderstood and the main character is trying to help them be understood the story is okay it's honestly not as good as i wanted it to be however the music is fantastic like genuine like I listen to the soundtrack after list after watching the movie type soundtrack and the animation is also beautiful because this girl becomes a pop star in VR. Mm -hmm. And so all the animations and the set pieces and the costumes that are in all these concert scenes are just absolutely gorgeous and are, is a visual treat to watch for most of the movie. However, with that being said, Oh, here it comes. You get to the end of the movie and you're like, oh, this is how they paid for the pretty parts at the beginning of the movie. (laughs) Because all the concert pieces are these sweeping, you know, fantastic feats of animation. And then you get to the end and there are background characters that just look like 
drawings that are bouncing up and down. I'm like, okay, well, these were the corners that we cut in order to make the rest of the movie look pretty. All right, fair enough. (laughs) And you know what? I'm one of those people where I'm like, fair enough, fair enough. If you can make us very pretty sequences at the cost of throwaway shots not necessarily looking nice, I'll take that. It's like a six and a half at the end of the day. Okay. Didn't love it, that's, but it's better than it's, I thought you were gonna give it. It's still a really cool watch. Sounds dope. Anything else, bro? We're gonna cover this in a later episode, but I've watched every kid show Willow is watching. Oh um, goodness! And we'll do a formal review in a later podcast, but I'll highlight some of the some of the, her favorites. And I'm not gonna rate them. We'll talk about this later. But Coco Melon, Paw Patrol, Blippy, Blues Clues, and you with the new guy Josh, not to be confused with Steve and Joe, Barney, and we're trying to get her into Sesame Street. But I'm sort of coming a connoisseur of kid shows, and I hate it. <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get know... into that later. Okay. Yes. Yes. We'll talk. We'll talk about all of that later for sure. I have one last question for you. Sure. You have had noise canceling headphones for a very long time, right? Since 2017. Do you do your ears start to depressurize like you're on a plane if you wear them for too long? It happened for like the first month or two, and it hasn't happened since. Okay, good because my ears have been popping for like 20 minutes, and honestly, it's been a living hell. <laughs> I don't know so, why that's happening to you though, because like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Like, scientifically it doesn't make sense i turned off the anc for a little bit and it didn't help yeah man that's weird (laughs) (laughs) so maybe it's just i guess maybe you're born with it maybe maybe i just have to build up a body immunity to it (laughs) this is just who i am now the problem is going to be when you don't have them on anymore and it just happens for the rest of your life like they broke your ears okay cool well please don't (laughs) manifest me getting baby drivered so can (laughs) you just kind of what are we watching next week we're watching police story as a start of jackie july we're doing only jackie chan movies for the rest of the for all of july and we're starting with the movie that made him famous in the west and it's his favorite movies ever done police story from 1985 it is on hbo max and it's in chinese and you can just read it subbed it's very it's supposed to be very very good People have lost their mind over this movie, so we'll see. I'm very excited because the only Jackie Chan movie I've seen is the Karate Kid from like 2012 or whatever. Now, is that atrocious? Yes. Is it straight up disrespectful for a co-host of a movie podcast to admit that? Well, 100%, but we're going to move past that, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that in our next episode. Also, if you want to, um, Small and Tall just finished reviewing the entire mainline, mainline Star Wars saga. So if you have, you know, six hours to kill and don't want to watch the movies themselves, you can hear us talk about them. Uh, it's probably one of the f- my favorite cinematic journeys that I've done on this podcast is going through the Star Wars saga. It was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Sweet, man. Well, do your thing. All right. Well, we will see you next week. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces.